Happy holidays and welcome to episode 53 of Water Hockey, presented to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and supported by DraftKings. As always, you know the drill. Head over to DraftKings and pop in code THPN to get started in on all the action. And most importantly, make sure to head over to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn because we're professionals. And follow us on at Wada Hockey across the board. As always, I am your hostess with the mostest, Fink. And I am joined by the boys, Patrick and Jason. Uh, we've got a lot to cover this week as we have a stellar guest joining us here shortly. But before we jump into it, Let's play a little catch up with the boys, starting with Patrick. Patrick, how was your weekend and how are you, sir? I am doing well. I had a fantastic weekend. We went to the Enchant holiday festivities Ooh, at Fair well, Park. Park. That sounds it's a lot of fun. That sounds enchanting. It was magical. Ah. Um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. What was less fun is that I was one pick away on two separate multi-pick parlays on Sunday that would have netted me like 800 bucks. Less fun on an app that will continue to remain nameless. anonymous. Yeah, yeah. I will I would feel bad for you, but you like you said on the last episode, you and uh, Stevie, the missus, don't give each other gifts uh, for Christmas. So you're no, you're, I... you're off the hook until at least January. I think what we're doing this year is in lieu of gifts for anybody and we have decided to ask our family members not to buy us gifts as well Mm -hmm. we will be buying gift cards for the genesis women's shelter Ooh, yeah oh because we just buy all the shit we need throughout the year anyways so we don't really need gifts but there's lots of people out there that do so for i think uh 150 bucks for um, the mother of however many kids plus 50 bucks for each kid Genesis women's shelter gives them a gift card to spend how they please. So we're going to be doing that instead. I think that's oh, a valuable yeah. use of our money and you know, we're fortunate. So it's rad as hell, man. That's admirable. And I feel like a piece of shit. So win, win for you. Don't Wait, feel like a what? piece of shit, but like I will, shit? I will no, say if I didn't think, cause I didn't think to do that. That's just uh, that's just kind of how we've we've decided to do it this year. That's respect. don't feel bad. I, I no, that's that's very admirable. I respect that. That's awesome. Uh, if we can change a single person's mindset going into this holiday season, uh, then I think we are a better off show for doing so. So kudos, kudos to you. I don't say that to toot our horns. I say that more for awareness for anybody that may be listening. If you have you know, a couple hundred bucks to spare, then maybe check out Genesis Women's Shelter. It's for uh, abused women that have gotten out of really bad situations and their kids and, you know, fallen on hard times. So not to get super serious during the catch up, but it is the giving season. So maybe help out some people that are less fortunate than we may be. Heck yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, uh, stick taps all around to uh, you and Stevie for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, if you're listening, do 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 something in that nature, whether it be uh, for a women's shelter or uh, make a wish foundation, whatever charity that you feel uh, you know so entitled to uh, help out, go for it. Make make a make a donation, make a difference. Uh, Jason, what's up, my guy? Man, it was uh, you know it was yeah. a great weekend. 
Yeah. Uh, not too much is going on. I scored a goal Friday. Hell yeah! Watch out. Looped up on a detail. Yeah. Okay. Was it an all? It's all women's team, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I didn't want to take away from your goal. <laughs> hey, I don't want to take away no, from them. Okay. D-Town's got a pretty old organization from top to bottom. Okay. Yes, they've got a they've got a couple skaters and boy, yeah, yeah, can yeah. they skate. Uh, there are a couple players that are like five two though, uh, and that they can give it just as much as uh, any other five nine dude out there. Hell uh, yeah! But yeah, there was one time though. Uh, there was one of their skaters like looked up or she was about to like lay an elbow into me and then she actually like looked up to realize like how big I actually was. And she's like, she, she did kind of back down a little bit from that, but it was a, it was a good game. <laughs> Damn right. She did. Uh, <laughs> 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 no. Uh, just as we finished talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be charitable. This, this holiday yeah. season. But Man, if, uh, if a woman tries to elbow you on the ice, let her know. No, it's the rules. <laughs> no, they they got a couple dudes on their team too, so it's it's all good. We're all friends. Well, here. Uh, it was fun. It was a goal either good. way. Exactly. I, this is a this is a painless segue, but I'm I'm now two weeks into using my Conway and Banks bag, and I could not be more thrilled with it. With that being said, you know we can't take away from the listeners and the opportunity to to score a sweet deal. So, uh, Jason. As always, give us a little insight on Conway and Banks and those sick ass bags. Well, it is the uh, giving season, and what better way to give to uh, your friend or your significant other, any uh, anything like that? If you're looking to replace their moldy hockey bag uh, with that busted zipper on it, go check out ConwayandBanks.com. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include the removable organizers to keep all your gear extremely organized. Uh, Keeps everything dry with those water that all that waterproof materials on there and those giant vents. Uh, my favorite feature on there keeps my feet uh, nice and warm and uh, dry from all those moldy uh, locker room floors. They come in three different sizes and colors, so you'll be sure to find one that you love. Get ten percent off using code WaterHockey10 and get your gear to the rink in a style. Well, I will be heading to the rink on Friday, which we are recording, as always, on Tuesdays in style. This episode will be out on Thursday, but as usual, uh, we record on Tuesdays. I will be heading to the rink in style for the Low Pylons Championship. That's right. The same team that got their asses handed to them 6-0 in the first game of the season is in the championship against the same team. And we have revenge on the motherfucking mind. And so we are coming in hot. Uh, played a fantastic game. We're the four seed coming into the last game against the one seed. Uh, we wiped them out because we don't play about it. And, uh, yeah, we're in the championship. So I'm super I'm super excited about that. Uh, congrats to the entire team. They've played their ass off all season. Uh, can't wait to see what happens. And then one more shout-out before we jump into the thick of it. Uh, you're welcome for putting that song back into your head, even though TikTok got no rid of shit, it like man. two months ago. Oh, boy. The Ben's Bishops uh, pulled one of our friends, uh, Mark, aside at the Dallas Stars game against the St. Louis Blues on Tuesday night, which is tonight, uh, and said that they were supporters of the show and enjoyed what we did. So I uh, just want to say thank you for uh, listening to everyone that supports the W in any uh, way, shape, or form. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and, and we couldn't, we could not do what we're doing right now without you guys. We're 
literally just a year's worth over uh, episodes now. So uh, without you guys, we are gnashing. Uh, but just a couple of other things going on here in North Texas. The Americans swept the Wichita Thunder for their first perfect series of the season, going 3-0 and on the weekend. Uh, they are currently 8-8-3 eight, eight and three overall as they look to keep their momentum going as they welcome the Orlando Solar Bears, which easily have some of the sickest jerseys in all of hockey, um, over the upcoming weekend at the Credit Union of Texas Event Center in Allen. Uh, make sure, as always, to head over to allenamericans.com for more details and tickets. Uh, you may run into our friends Meg and Shan uh, from the Slapshot Sweethearts. They are going to be in Dallas this weekend, so that's going to be pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, we collaborated with them a couple of months ago and they uh, came on our show. So really cool to have them here in Dallas. Hopefully we'll run into them and have some content coming at you guys here in the next couple of days. Uh, so before uh, any, anything goes, goes on shout out to Texas hockey apparel, as always, Texas hockey apparel.com. Uh, if you have a hockey fan in your family looking for that last minute Christmas gift, head over to Texas hockey apparel.com. Uh, get you a t-shirt, get you a sweatshirt, get you some skate protectors, anything that your hockey friends need, they have it. Uh, there's definitely stars news that we need to chat but about. What? One thing to add about Texas hockey apparel, you can find them at pure hockey in Plano. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out. The PGA superstore. The P. I assume. So if you don't oh. want to wait for shipping, then head on down. Probably a, a bit more limited selection than the website, but I would definitely go there first and see if he can pull you some swag right off the racks. The racks. Well, if you don't, that's a four-minute major on you as a family member, as Radic Foxa just gets a four-minute major for high-sticking on Buchnevich. But that's besides the point. Speaking of stars, we've got a ton to talk about regarding the stars. But before we jump into that, I want to bring in our guest. Uh, as he's a Texas native, so he probably has some opinions, not only on the stars, but hockey in Texas overall. Uh, this guy has been on water hockey's radar for some time with his epic beard flow and Texas roots. He is from Sugarland, Texas, but has spent time in the DFW area playing for Rockwall high school where he led the team in penalty minutes, by the way. We'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> he has spent time in the WSHL, the NCAA, the ACHA for my friends at AM, the FPHL, and most currently the Southern Professional Hockey League with the Pensacola Ice Flyers at 61201. Ding ding. Welcome to Wada Hockey, Seth Enzor. Seth, welcome to the show, man. So good to have you on. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Well, we're we're pumped, man. I know we've been going back and forth for a while. Um, we've, like I said, been on your radar for a little while as far as social media goes. Like we mentioned, you played at Rockwall High School. What was that experience as as like having the closest rink likely be Richardson or Farmers Ranch at the time? And was it difficult as far as like getting ice time in uh, in that first uh, in that first season with them or that only season with them? Is it is it Rockwall or Rockwall Heath? It was Rockwall High School. Uh, we, I th- okay. The Yellow Jackets. I went to Rockwall yep. Heath High School. Sorry, but, uh, we're combined. Yeah, it was that was when I uh, first moved to Dallas to billet and uh, go mm-hmm. play for Alliance Bulldogs. Try to get out of Houston hockey and uh, dabble in the <laughs> AAA world. Uh, but uh, we practice once a week. Uh, yeah, I think the closest was ITC and Richardson, which I don't even, what is oh, wow. it called now? 
What is it? Doc, I, is I it, it was Doctor Pepper's Star Center now? Star no. Center. Yeah. No, or yeah. Children's. No, children's. Yeah, they children's were Doctor Pepper, yeah. and then uh, yeah, was, but yeah. Yeah, it was same. Room. It was the ITC. I remember walking into that rink. You had to you had to carry your bag in front of you be, to fit between the wall and the boards. <laughs> you couldn't carry the bag on your back. You had to carry it in front of you to fit through. Um, other than that, I think we had uh, a couple of practices and Farmer's Branch, but most of them were at ITC. That's it's still quite a haul to, from Rockwall, though. Yeah. I know. Well, thank God. to like, I had an amazing billet family then. Uh, the Tanolis, they they did a lot. My billet mom, Rosemary, drove me and her son, Kyle, who was on both of my teams then, to be playing for Alliance Bulldogs. We drive all the way out to Valley Ranch for practices. Ooh, with that's them even further. Two to three times a week, and then go to Rockwell practices at ITC. Sometimes they'd be on the same day, and we'd have to hit both of them and then come back. All that gears all nasty. and then to all the games and everything, but yeah, I don't. I love the Rockwall area though. Right off, what is that? Lake Ray Hubbard. It's a beautiful. Yeah, area. yeah. Good old Lake Ray Hubbard. The the uh, what do we call them? The uh, the river rats. The old river rats. But yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny talking about it now because we've uh, and this kind of goes into my next question because mm-hmm. we've had we've had a lot of really awesome people on. Uh, all across the board from, you know, ECHL up to NHL and NHL alumni. So that being said, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, because like you said, we're Sugarland, Texas. That's where you're born and raised. Um, like you said, just now trying to get out of Houston hockey. What was the kind of the natural selection for you as far as like growing up? Was hockey always on your radar or was that something that, that was like a family thing that you were like, this is something that I want to be involved in as well. Or it was it one of those things like we had uh, AJ Galante from, you know, the, the Netflix documentary on where he was like the mighty ducks. Was it for me? Once I saw that, that's what I wanted to do. So was that kind of the thing for you or, or what was it that really got you into the sport of hockey? Uh, no, honestly, uh, my dad was a uh, big baseball player and he was huge on baseball. You know, I grew up in Sugarland where the Arrow, the Arrows original practice facility was yep. when they're in the IHL. And uh, the Arrows came to my school on one of those days. And like, I think it was in preschool, like saying like, oh, you should try. You should come out and try skating lessons, blah, blah, blah. And at the time, I actually was uh, diagnosed with like hip perthes. So like the, my, the ball of my hip wasn't like the same size as the socket. And my doctor said that was like probably going to be one of the best activities for me to try to build that up. So, uh, my mom got me out on the ice. I was actually a figure skater for a little bit (laughs) before (laughs) I ever, for, for, for a year, uh, my sister figure skated for, for like five, five or six years. But after a year. My dad got tired of taking me to the rink and putting figure skates on me. Yeah, we watched it. <laughs> I remember it was the first time it was on the old Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, yeah. The Avalanche were playing the 
the stars and it was like a it was like a rerun at like 11 30 at my night and uh, my dad always slept with the tv on like was awake and like snuck on and i saw the stars avalanche game play in and i just saw how electric it was and then my dad was kind of got up watched it with me and then asked me if i wanted to play hockey and i gave it a shot yeah <laughs> okay the Actually, speaking speaking of uh you you said your sister was a figure skater for quite some time I was, you know, obviously doing a little bit of research on you, and I saw your sister has a hockey DB as well. Oh, I don't know if gross. you know that, but, but so it gross. links. It's it links it links right. the family members now. Um, yeah, she. So she was, is she still she in the was, game? Uh no, she's uh she, well, she still plays. Okay, um, but she lives in uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. She's uh in medical school, but she played. She played at Williams College. Uh, she played for the Texas Blaze. She grew up playing boys hockey, played for Houston Hetman. Um, my parents, nice. I think her last year, last year at AAA, she was, she was disgusting. Like she was so good at hockey. She was going to the <laughs> national camp and stuff. I, I was never that good. I was always looking up to her, but yeah, she, uh, she got an offer from, uh, the St. Louis, like lady blues, AAA, her, let her like senior of high school my parents were like flying her out to st louis for practices and she'd fly back and stuff like jesus it's nuts yeah that's she, awesome but, that's quite but the no commitment. she i know she's she was she was unreal at the game uh she had a couple of d1 looks and everything but decided she wanted to pursue school so she decided to go to D3, she, because she thought it, going there would be uh, better for her uh, post-hockey career. But, yeah, gotta, she's, I mean, she's good. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I respect I respect you respecting her. Uh, I know a lot oh, like man. sibling rivalries. You just got to be like, ah, oh, no, I could take him anytime. Well, she's like, she's three years older than me, right? And she was, she was going to national camps. And I was a late bloomer. So I was like, when I, I think – I didn't hit puberty until I was like fully until I was like senior in high school. So, you know, she's like 17. She's like a defenseman. She's like five, nine going to national camp. And here I am like a 14 year old, like five foot two. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was a four, I was a forward my entire career until it came to pro. So I was like, trying to get around her. Like we battle. She just beat the hell out of me. (laughs) That's great. So I want to kind of transition to a little bit of more of your playing career. Looking at your hockey DB page, uh, there seems to be a bit of a trend that leans towards uh, don't mess with Seth Inzor. <laughs> Do you feel like your physical play style has helped you kind of stand out when you're out on the ice? Something to really lean into. Yeah. Um early on in my career you know <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to anybody i had a little bit of anger issues <laughs> but uh especially going, especially a, going a, little, into, a little fire yeah especially in juniors is when it really started like i always threw big hits um i love that part of the game um but juniors i threw a big hit and 
you know, I was 17 playing in the Western States League. If you guys know anything about the Western States League, that was like, that was the safari. That was the jungle of all jungles. (laughs) (laughs) Anything anything went there. And uh, we were playing a preseason game in Helena. And and I hit some kid, and all of a sudden, here's seventeen year old me, like five foot eight, and some six foot four kid just grabbed me. The gloves came off, and all of a sudden, I was like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I threw my gloves off, and I got the piss beat out of me. <laughs> and then ever since, ever since there, my coach told me, he's like, man, if you're gonna play like that, you need to like, you need to learn how to fight. So he put me into uh, MMA classes, actually. Oh, and wow. I took I took just like standard MMA classes to learn how to throw a punch and everything, and then that's when it all clicked. <laughs> and throughout my junior career, I was I was a lunatic. I was an absolute lunatic. <laughs> I would get like a goal and an assist, and the next thing I know, I just skate to the bench. I was like, I was so obsessed with getting Gordy Howell's. I just look at guys, be like, <laughs> "Who's coming? <laughs> Who's hopping yeah. over? <laughs> Anybody? All right, boys. All right, boys. You know what's next." I didn't even care what the score was. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you kind of touched on it, but what's that What's that thought that kind of goes through your head like for the first time whenever someone wants to throw down and drop the gloves? And Oh, I was, dude, I was shocked. I was, I was like, you know, you, especially back then, the game was transitioning into more skill, more offense, but there was mm-hmm. still that like gritty, like old time hockey like you guys remember like the central leagues and the Western professional yeah. league and stuff like basically we fighting up. with the side of hockey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like everybody saw that and saw the, what junior hockey used to be and everything. And so, you know, I was, I was kind of in juniors when that started fading out towards the end of my career. But at the beginning it was still like regular life like fights were just normal. So, uh, you know, when somebody dropped the gloves the first time, I just looked at them. I was like, I guess this is what we have to do. And I shed them and <laughs> learned my lesson that, you know, you got to pick your battles smartly. <laughs> uh, so I actually had a couple more questions lined up, but I, like, I kind of want to touch on this particular season because if you look at, if you're looking at your, your stats throughout your career, one of them kind of stands out as the season. And it was for the Springfield Express and the WSHL in 2014 and 15. I don't know if you if you know the season I'm talking about, but in just 43 games played, you had 21 goals, 38 assists, 59 total points, and 143 penalty minutes. So, And I'm looking at all of your, your stats. Not only did you have the most penalty minutes in that season, you also had the most points – most assists and what goal and most goals what was what was different about that season and and do you think anything changed kind of going into that season from maybe the the Texas Junior Brahmas into the Springfield Express uh you know i i had a coach that was with that started that organization pretty much um mm-hmm. and Jeremy Law he was in the Dallas uh Fort Worth area for a long time coached me with the junior Brahmas. Um, I don't know. He just had a lot of faith in me. He knew what I could do. He knew what I was capable of. And it was the first season I have ever really had where the coach just kind of told me, he's like, 
hey, this is your team. You got the C on your chest. Do what you have to do to win. And I just went out there and played. I, I played the same exact style I did for the three years prior. Um, yeah. Added a little. I had I ended up fighting a little more that year because we had some young kids and, you know, mm-hmm. kids got softer and softer as the, as the years yeah. got older. So yeah. I stuck up for a lot of kids uh, that year. Um, but yeah, that, that year, last year, juniors was trying to make a final push to, you know, go play pro hockey. And that was my goal. And I was just trying to do every, whatever I could. Like a bit of a contract year almost. Um, I actually ended up going to college after that, but I had no idea I was going to college. I didn't. I hadn't even graduated <laughs> high school at, at that time. I I dropped out. I dropped out of high school after I got traded around the Dub S my senior year, and you know I didn't even go. To, I didn't even take the ACT. I didn't even know what the ACT was. I I, uh, <laughs> I I got I got a couple college looks, and my parents are college professors, and they're like, "You need oh. to go." <laughs> so. Because I signed up, I signed up for the GED test, took it, <laughs> took it without studying, turned around, took the ACT, and I was like, guess I'm going to college. <laughs> That's what we but call yeah, a fast track. Yeah, I did not. I had, I had zero plans of going to college. I thought I was going to try to go play pro hockey right out of uh, juniors. Yeah. Well, yeah, it looks like you played a couple years at Finlandia and Gustavus Adolphus and uh, ended up in the FPHL. So, I mean, it looks like you got some experience out of it. And I know the uh, I know the NCAA and the ACHA are completely different beasts, but, uh, you know, it just kind of helps you gain that experience. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I probably would have started higher in pro hockey if I would have gone right out of juniors. I spent my first year at Finlandia uh, halfway through, broke my hand. Uh, had surgery, was done then, uh, decided I wanted to transfer, went to transfer, played my sophomore year at Gustavus. We had like, like I want to say like 12 seniors that year. Like we were just mm-hmm. getting, getting six games with that team was, was lucky because we had so yeah. many, so many older uh, upperclassmen and uh, played. And then actually in, uh, the spring workouts, I snapped my foot in half and had two surgeries and oh, had to get that man. all put together. Mm. Yeah. Gained, gained a bunch of weight from the college life and tried to yeah. come back and play hockey. That's why I ended up playing Acha in my senior year. I just, I wasn't ready. I, I, I had too much fun. I wasn't ready to go back to NCAA. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it happens. It looks like you had a pretty cool opportunity. It looks like you went into the FPHL with the Danville Dashers and the uh, Columbus River Dragons, and now you're uh, in the Southern Professional Hockey League with the Pensacola Ice Flyers. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those everything happens for a reason a bit. Yeah, it, it worked it all itself out. I, I've made, I've met some great guys, some of my best friends in Danville. Uh, it was, that was a terrible city, but we had a blast. <laughs> the guys – the guys – we were just, it was a good group of guys. It was a good locker room. Um, made it one of the best years of my life. Um, made me fall in love with the game again, including that little stint in the Acha with uh, our yeah. club, our club team, Micah Davis, some of my best friends. Uh, they, you know, you really, 
get to step away and play the game for like fun for for the first time in a while and it's not all serious mm. so you fall in love with the game again uh without those two years i probably still wouldn't be playing i probably would have hung them up by then but uh no it was all works out got uh traded down to columbus got to got a chance to win a championship last year i think my ring's sitting at in the mailbox at the arena right now so hopefully i get <laughs> no that way tomorrow. Yeah. yeah i want to pick that one up <laughs> no, i tried i actually had i had i had the, i had the tracking number to it and i it said delivered i went to go to the front office and i noticed uh asked to pick it up and the lady said i couldn't because my the Columbus River Dragons. Uh, I addressed it to my head coach here, so I had to wait for him to go get the package and then oh. open it up and bring it to me. <laughs> so it's been sitting there for oh a couple of days. I'm I'm itching no. for it. Oh, I see all the boys nuts. posting them on Instagram. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye out for it. We know it's coming soon. What's up, water hockey fans and football fans? I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. Ask the Cowboys fans how they feel about that. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that easy. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state like it isn't here in Tejas, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, if you're not in Texas and you want to get in on this, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And as always, let's get back to the show. Uh, you know, kind of, you talked about growing up in Sugarland and going to Arrows games when you were, I guess, around there. Is there uh, any particular person you try to develop, uh, like your play after, and, and like uh, what really brought it to, brought it to light? Off of the Arrows? Oh no, just in general. Just in general, I mean, Arrows yeah. games. I I love going to the Arrows games. My dad, when they used to be at the Compact Center, my dad worked at Greenway Plaza, so he would on the weekends. I, I would go sit in his office for hours, where he would just stare at me every time I breathed because he's all focused, <laughs> and I'm I'm just annoying him. <laughs> I would sit there as quiet as possible just to go to the Arrows games, just ruin my all of my Saturday, right? You know, kids live for going out and playing with their friends on Saturdays. And I'd go sit in my dad's office just so we could go to the Arrows game when he was done. But uh, off the Arrows, man, I I was, did a little bit of stick boy stuff for them when I was a kid. So I got to meet guys like Bugard. Uh, I met Gabrick, oh, Cal wow. Clutterbuck, Joel Ward. I met all those guys. Bugard was probably my favorite human being I've ever met in the hockey world. He uh, oh, took me to. He would take me to Chick Fil A sometimes after their practice. Get Chick Fil A breakfast. 
Damn. He was an unbelievable guy. Um, That's awesome. But, but you guys are going to hate me for this. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I actually, when I was growing up, why I had so many penalty minutes it was such a psycho. I wanted, I wanted to be that guy that scored every goal, had every assist, and had every single penalty minute. Like I strive for it because uh, my dad used to work in Philadelphia. And my first ever NHL game was a Philadelphia Flyers game. So I saw Eric Lindros live in person once. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> That's God. That's all it takes. That's all it That's takes. That's my guy. That is my guy. So, yeah, I, I pretty much uh, my entire career tried to uh, base my playing style off of his old playing style, which is like kind of the new age, old school at the same time. You know, yeah. skill, but still gritty. Um, but nowadays, now that I'm a defenseman, uh, I try to base a lot of my playing style off of uh, Burnsy, Brent Burns, because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I used, I've been skating. I skated down with in uh, San Antonio with him in uh, Coast to Coast Player Development a couple times, and okay. he's given me a lot of insight, a lot of stuff to work on. And he, uh, we've had a couple one-on-one battles where. I was like, you know what, if if there's a guy to base your play after for however long he's been doing the game and he went from he went from playing a forward to being a defenseman in the middle of being in the NHL, which was like absolutely unheard of. Like him and Bufflin are that's insane that they just start their careers off as forwards and then halfway through in the NHL, the best league when you have the best defenseman in the world, they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to become a defenseman and then be in the top pairing. That's mm-hmm. incredible. So I kind of saw like, you know, if he can do it and he can make it work, then that's who I want to base my, uh, my play after. Yeah. And I mean, the, the beard matches, you know, the, the play style, <laughs> the, the Bernsey beard. So I, I think you, I think you oh, made yeah. a great choice and, uh, and a good transition. So, um, so you spent some time on the road, uh, in your career, uh, thus far, what has that aspect of travel been like for you? And did you expect this path, like growing up, like when you started playing hockey, uh, at a young age where was this pretty much the end all be all for you? Like you said, you, you chatted with your folks who are college professors about going back to college, but were you like, you know what, like, this is what I'm going to do and you stuck with it. How has that been kind of like developmentally for you as far as the travel goes? To be honest, I, the hockey was always my fun sport. I was a really serious baseball player growing up, but uh, mm-hmm. had a shoulder surgery at the age of 12. And it never was, I tried to get back from it, never was the same. And, you know, I kind of saw that baseball window dwindling down. And I was like, you know what, I don't even... I like, I love baseball, but man, like hockey's 10 times more fun. So right. let's stick with this, right? Um, I never thought I'd be a professional hockey player. I had no idea. You know, I thought, I thought I would just be like everybody else, you know, kid in Texas, go to high school, you graduate, you find a job working somewhere in Texas and live and die in Texas. I had no idea. I'd be where I am today. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what junior hockey was actually until I think I was twelve. 
like 12 when I found out what it was, but like, or when I went to my first game, but I didn't know it was like possible until I was 14, 14, 15. Yeah. Right? I had no idea. And actually my first junior hockey game I ever went to was a Texas tornado game versus the Lone Star Cavalry. And those Texas congratulations. tornado games are so much fun. Oh my God, dude, this one was the most electric game of all junior hockey history. Like congratulations to Ben Bishop to a fantastic career. He's been one of my favorite goalies to watch my entire career because I was there. He was a starting goalie for the tornado and it was a bench clearing brawl between the, to between the Calvary and the tornado and Ben Bishop. This was the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first ever junior hockey game I ever watched. Oh my that god! Was, well, there's no, there's no wonder why you fell in love with it, and wanted to do it forever yeah. at that point. Yeah, it was crazy, but yeah, I didn't, I had no idea I would be here. I, you know, I started playing juniors, and I didn't even know what the Federal Hockey League was or the SPHL. I thought there was, I thought there was an IHL that folded. I thought there was AHL, mm-hmm. the CHL, and then HL. That's the only three leagues I thought yep. there were. I had no idea, right? Yep. But then I started seeing, and, you know, I started talking to guys that, and juniors that come over from Europe, and you see hear about how many leagues are over there, and I was like, shit, I, I can play pro hockey. <laughs> I can do <laughs> that. Yeah, there's how many leagues in this world? I got, there's got to be <laughs> one that needs a big, ugly ginger. <laughs> it's got to be at least one. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that's you put that on your LinkedIn. You're like hockey player, big ugly ginger, looking for work. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got my boys from back home <laughs> from Sugarland that think I, I look like the the real life version of gritty. <laughs> so <laughs> actually, my Xbox gamer tag is the real gritty. <laughs> I love that because now I'm, I'm instead of using an actual picture for you for the uh, podcast cover photo, I might just put a picture of Gritty on it. I, I wish I, I wish I had a picture of it when you're in college. I, I would. I was such a Flyers fan. I had a hundred Flyers jerseys, right? And I didn't know what to be for <laughs> Halloween one year in college. So I, just, I showed up to the party and I had my beard and I had my long hair and I had a Flyers jersey on and I painted my face orange. <laughs> I just went. I was. I was the weirdest looks. The weirdest looks I ever got in my life. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, well, leading into that, uh, do you have any stories? There are no names that need to be necessary uh, from the road that you always seem to fall back on when you're with the boys, or when you go home and you're with the old crew. Are there any stories that you're always like that you always oh, have to man. kind of share with everybody because it's the funniest or the most outlandish thing that you've said? Oh my gosh! Uh, Speaking of the championship ring, uh, sitting sitting in the mailbox right now, they put a (laughs) uh, black they put a black triangle on it, right? And uh, the black triangle one one uh, point has a C for Columbus, one point has an E from Elmira, and one point has a P for Port Huron. Because last year. we're starting the COVID season, right? We're all itching to play. We're waiting to show up. When's the season going to start? What is what's going on? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We show up, and we got we got four games on the road to start. 
like four games right away. We have one week of practice, no training camp. We had to show up in shape. Four weeks to start, right? <laughs> no, no, not naming any names. Somebody on our team <laughs> thought it'd be a great idea. Great idea <laughs> to not not have a real COVID test and had COVID. No. And, 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 uh, we, uh, hit the, we hit the road on a couple of vans because our bus broke down. That's, that's happened multiple times in my career. Like that's yeah. the pro hockey, the, the minor league grind, the bus, the bus league style. Yeah. We, uh, bus, bus wasn't working. So we're like, Hey, like we're going to have to take vans to this game. Like, you know what? We've been waiting to play hockey this whole entire time like that's just what we have to do if we want to play the season we this was our only road trip of the year uh it was four games in five days so we played i think it was tuesday wednesday in elmira and then friday saturday and uh port huron and i don't even know what the the hours were like on those drives but uh so we leave Columbus and vans pulling a trailer full of equipment up to Elmira. Yeah. And then we have a couple we have a couple of guys come down with COVID during the game, right? So they bounce out, everybody else is getting swapped, whatnot. And then we end up going to Port Huron. You know, a couple more guys come down with COVID. So our last game in Port Huron, we're playing with I think it was nine guys. So what we had, and then we played those two games Ooh, and then Jesus. came back and came back down to Columbus. And we got to Columbus, our two goalies had already had COVID before. So they tested negative. And then me and uh, my one of the other defensemen tested negative. Everybody else had COVID, right? Oh, so we, no. uh, Damn. we ended up, we ended up, call, we ended up calling that, uh, that road trip, the triangle of death. <laughs> because everybody was just dying. <laughs> we call it the oh triangle of death because we're going all the way up, all the way over, all the way back down. And uh, we we ended up uh, playing that next weekend with a whole replacement squad. We had, I think, we had five of our own players, two, three guys that got off the COVID protocol early. Me, my D partner, and our two goalies, and then we just we just f- flew in a bunch of guys for that weekend to play. But yeah, we uh, me and uh, two of my teammates uh, were on my team last year. We we're just talking about that story this morning. It was oh. that was an insane road trip. That that one will stick with me forever because that was the start of the tr- championship year. You know what I mean? We got through that. We pretty much get through anything at that point. Yeah. So. Let me ask you this then before we jump over to the next subject. Do they all get rings as well because of the weekend? Or are they just like a hey, thanks for being out there? I don't know because we had we had two uh, Dallas kids come out, uh Ricky Regala and uh Hunter Bassani. And I think Hunter Hunter's Uh there right now in Columbus. He's actually tearing it up. Great kid. But yeah, I don't I don't think they got him because they all just played two games. I think you have to be on the playoff roster to get the rings. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Uh, let's go back to Ricky Regala. He's from here, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Ricky Regala and Hunter Persani, both of them are from the Dallas Did he play area, overseas at all? I think he did. I think Ricky? he, I don't know. I think he went maybe Sweden. I think he was at. Okay, I think that was, uh, I think I've skated with that dude a couple times, uh, just out of like a drop in in Euless or something like that. Yeah. And it was probably like right that, whenever he started going to Sweden. But he's got that dark yeah. olive skin, that long, long yep. black hair. Yeah, yeah, he's a good little it. skater, good little player. Yeah, he used so, to, yeah, there's a, yeah, he used to go that su- Sunday morning like at Euless. That's a solid drop in. Yeah, that's where I oh, Kessel I think has some family that plays out there too. Philip. Yep. Yes. Philip Kessel, the hot dog king. Yes, I think he he's got some relation to some people that skate at Euless. What do you guys think about his comment? With uh, I don't care if the team moves as long as they've got good hot dogs. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a glizzy he's a glizzy god. And glizzy I told god. him I was like, move move the move the team to Houston. I got my uh, boy Yo Yo hot dogs that slings them outside of Little Woodrow's in Midtown. <laughs> I'll take them right there. It's the best hot dog he'll ever have. Oh, that's hilarious! I think I've been to Little Woodrow's. I can't remember. I've only been to Houston like oh, I've been to Houston a handful of times, but. I always I, I joke with the people that I work with because I actually run or like oversee the Houston market for what I do. And they're always like, hey, are you going to move down here for work? And I'm like, not a chance in hell. Like, why? I was like, you guys don't have professional hockey. Like, what am I supposed to do down there? Like fly up to right. Dallas every weekend to, to come to a Stars game. So I don't know. What? Do you, how do you how are you feeling right now with the rumors going around? Speaking of the yeah. uh, the Phil Kessel quote, the the fact that. Arizona could be in Houston by this time next year. I mean, the Rockets owner tried to get the Penguins back in the day went before Mario bought them. He tried to get the Hurricanes, you know. He's tried to get the Coyotes once before. It's, you know, it's a only a matter of time. The, the Arrows drew a big crowd. Um, you know, when they were in the compact center, they were a great team. They were around for so long. Um I think when Joel Osteen took over the compact center and made that his church and they moved over to uh, the Toyota center, I think for a minor league team, that was a little bit too big of an arena. So what is the Toyota center is like 18,000 or something. Yeah. It's a massive Mm -hmm. arena. Yep. And uh, I think I just, you know, the, the Rockets owner could make, more money doing concerts and hockey games and uh the rent started getting too high and actually uh my captain in college sam maka his dad is pretty high up in the wild and uh i I always joked with him because his dad was part of the crew that moved the arrows to des moines so i always i always gave him some shit about that because they moved my team out of houston (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think i think houston you know i think they deserve a team uh they you gotta you got so many canadian western canadian guys and stuff down there um working in oil and it, you've got a lot of europeans right. that love hockey working in oil hey, there's there's a big hockey community we have a we have a hockey bar downtown the maple leaf pub uh, yes, I've seen the pictures of it with the uh, penalty box as one of the tables you can sit yeah. at and actually eat and drink yeah. at. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a that's a hey, sick spot. 
they've got they've got the they've got the crowd to do it. It's just a matter of fact if it's actually going to happen. Yeah, actually, well, funny I know. Story about the, funny story no, about the ahead. Maple Leaf Love. Uh, I think what was it? It was last not yeah last World Juniors. I tried to go watch the gold medal game at Maple Leaf Pub with my USA jersey on. And they turned the game off for basketball. <laughs> That's the only what? hockey fan in what? the hockey bar. I was so mad. I was so oh mad. Oh my god! So that we was went, a phenomenal we final to, too. Yeah, we walked over to Little Woodrow's and I had them put it on at Little Woodrow's instead. Wow, what a shame! But yeah, Maybe, I think Maple I think Houston Pubs, get it together. I, I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's what? What are you going to name it though? I, do, you, do you go back to Arrows? Or, you know, I mean, those jerseys are some of the sickest jerseys of all time. Like I, I, if you, for people that are listening, if you haven't seen them, I mean, just from the beginning to end, there just wasn't a bad arrows Jersey. Anton Hudobin played for the arrows for some time when they were in the, the wild, uh, you know, like you were saying before they got shipped up to Des Moines, but they just look so clean and so crisp. I mean, obviously you can't go with the space theme again because the Astros already have that. And no, the rockets could, are could, using. You could keep it up. Well, and I think so, I, that's yeah. the that's I think that's the the problem is if uh, the rockets owner ends up buying the team, he's I think he's going to want to probably keep it similar to the rockets, which I don't know how I feel about it. I'm 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 a big fan of the '90s green and navy blue jersey with the yes. star. Star with the stripes mm-hmm. on the shoulders. Call them the Houston Galaxy or something like that. Yeah, the Apollos. I think that the Apollos was that one, yeah. way back to day. Bad. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Those those '90s, those peak with like they look like the bomber jackets with the uh, the stars oh, yeah. and stripes on the shoulders were absolutely phenomenal. I mean, even when they had Gordy Howe, they had the the classic yeah, the arrows blue. diagonal look. Those were sick as well. <laughs> I got a, I got one of those. I've got a bunch of arrows jerseys. Echo, order order them from China. They, oh, absolutely. You, you 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 start searching the internet, you can find any jersey. Oh, absolutely. You can get any uh, from China. That, uh, I mean, that one's not from China, but the motorist there, the custom motorist there. Oh, that's because... from Saskatoon. That's from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Our boy Lane. I may or may not have bought a reverse retro from him not even two Ooh. days ago. I did. Yeah. I, I'm a How I'm a sucker. Not uh, with shipping ninety. All right, the, the, the Canadian dollar does not translate that high in America, boys. So, yeah, when he posted that price, I was like, uh, "Let's go, Son of a bitch." Yeah. So, yeah, you can find anything on the internet these days, jersey wise. Don't get crazy for those that are listening. No, don't you can find be, anything on the internet. Yeah, don't, you don't try, try really to, hard. Don't try to find a little person on the internet. You'll find them. Speaking of, uh, yeah, yeah, speaking of jerseys and the space theme, what do you, what do you think about that uh, stars uh, constellation logo with the bullhead? I see it oh, on that's, the wall back that's, there. That's, that's my boy. That's, that's, that's the motorist. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. This is a one of one custom jersey. I absolutely love this thing to death, and I love how much that's people my, fucking hate it. It's my favorite logo of all time. I think it's so sick. There it is. See? <laughs> I, I See? love it. It's so Texas. It just yeah, screams. it's so Texas. 
And you could, if you change the, like, you can change the color pattern a little bit if you wanted to, but keep the, keep the overall look. And like, it's just one of the most solid logos in all sports and people it needs just to sleep be updated. on it. Not updated, but it needs to be brought back. I agree. Maybe with the green, white, and black, I'd yep. be fine with that. But yeah, victory green, I think it would look sharp as fuck, man. Well, if, yeah, it's a, if uh, Houston gets a team, do you put a another team at another minor league team in San Antonio? I would hope so. Uh, the Rampage were bring one of my iguanas. my favorite. Yeah, bring back the iguanas. They were, uh, but yeah, the Rampage were one of my favorite teams. I mean, I'd love that. But that's another situation, like you were talking about. I think that was a big downfall for them. They were owned by the Star or the uh, the Spurs group, and they were run out of the AT and T Center in San Antonio, which was the Spurs Arena. And so you're trying to fill out, you know, an NBA arena that probably seats around fifteen to sixteen thousand for an AHL hockey team. But I, I don't know. I feel like the sport of hockey, and that's really why we started doing water hockey, is because there's so many North Texas and, and just Texas hockey fans overall that don't really have an outlet. And, you know, if we can be a conduit for some of those people and give those people kind of a, a safe space to be themselves and, and really kind of branch off and meet other people in this sport, then pff, I'm all for it. But yeah, the more hockey we can get here in Texas, the better. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I don't even think this, this, uh, rampage were actually like doing well financially. I think, uh, mm-hmm. the Spurs owners were actually just tired of taking the basketball floor in and out. I think that's the only, yep. that's the only issue they had. I completely they agree. Had the I old, think you're Coliseum. right. Yep. They have the old Coliseum, it's... but they took out the piping in the floor so they can't put ice in it anymore. So. Yeah, it's upsetting. I mean, the Rampage, really clean look, decent team. They had some great affiliations with the Coyotes and the Blues, and like, you know, they they had they had business, just like you said. One of the one of the best memories, and I've probably said this on the podcast probably eight times now, but one of the my favorite memories ever was having a Whataburger patty melt because they have it at the uh, AT and Center with Dollar yeah. Beer Night, and I was sitting right next to the penalty box. On the uh, they call it the Chimuelos night, which is the uh, Dio de los Muertos night, and so they had the nice. Sugar Skull jerseys and the Texas. Is that Stars the one with the town. gradient, the, the gradient stripes too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. just clean head to toe. But I mean, oh, yeah. it was Dollar Beer night on a Friday night after Christmas one week, one year, and I was sitting right next to the penalty box, and the Texas Stars put an absolute beating on them. So, like, I was probably the only person wearing any Stars gear in the entire arena. Uh, this was back when Jason Robertson was still playing for him. So, uh, Ty Delandria was still a little bit younger in the system. Uh, just great team top to bottom. But, yeah, I, I miss I miss hockey in San Antonio. That city deserves it just as much as Houston at any level. So, Well, I mean, I would love – I always thought this. I thought it would be the coolest thing in the world is if uh, the – they built an arena for an ECHL team in San Antonio, and there was like the I-35 pipeline ECHL in San Antonio, AHL in Austin, and then NHL in Dallas. Uh, I thought that would, oh. I thought that would bring in Texas hockey more than anything. I think the Dallas Stars are really, really missing out on uh, just growing the game in South Texas because there's really. It's struggling because they're yeah. since the, the arrows left. Steelheads. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah, since the arrows left, there's just no nothing arrows. down there. 
no arrows, no San Antonio rampage. Like you guys don't understand how much like Houston is and San Antonio struggle just desert, hockey man. in general. Yeah, it's. I, yeah, I think. It, I mean, at one the, point. The, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, thankfully, the junior rampage of. Have have stuck around, so they've still got the junior rampage down there. Um, I can't speak for Houston because I don't have too many ties as far as like the knowledge of, of the teams down there. But I know that the junior rampage are still, you know, they're still developing youth down there. Uh, but I assume Houston probably has more ice because uh, in my I have a lot of family in San Antonio, and I only really know of one one ice rink in San Antonio. I think it's just what uh North, what the Northwoods Ice Comp, Ice mm-hmm. and Golf Center. Um, yep, that's it. <laughs> um, but Houston, we've we've got Sharpstown, one sheet. Um, Willowbrook is one sheet. Uh, Memorial City Mall has one sheet, and then Sugar Sugarland that has two sheets. But uh, man, in Houston, we used to have like eighteen teams in a high school hockey league, and now wow, now they can't. Now they've got none. We used to have four or five travel organizations. I think there's maybe two, maybe two travel organizations, and one of them doesn't even have like teams top to bottom. It's only certain yeah. age groups. But you know, there's no there's no training out of Houston either. I, during the quarantine, I was driving. At, I was waking up at three a.m. and driving over to San Antonio to skate with Bernsey and Pete MacArthur and Coast to Coast oh Player God. Development. And uh, I would skate with them, and then and then work out with them, and then drive home. I was doing that all probably three or work. four times a week. Oh yeah. God! Is Houston, Texas, hockey in South Texas is struggling. We they need the pro yeah. teams back. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Uh, all it takes is one pro team coming back. So you know, obviously, we get millions of listeners, and you know, millions of millionaire <laughs> listeners. So if you're listening, just just. <laughs> Drop a giant deposit. Yeah, bring it, bring it down. Uh, But yeah, to wrap things up, speaking of pro hockey, we got the Dallas Stars, uh, who have also not made life easy for us in North Texas uh, as far as emotions go recently, as they dropped all of their West Coast swing road games, uh, forcing us all to stay up into the wee hours of the night because that's what they do, uh, only to uh, put us to sleep disappointed. you know, insert, you know, whatever single joke you want to put in there. Uh, but even with the losses, the biggest news uh, to come out of the Stars camp was the unofficial retirement, uh, like we talked about earlier, of Ben Bishop and the placement of Anton Hudobin onto waivers, which he cleared and has been assigned to the Texas Stars of the AHL. First, I just want to ask, Seth, have you had a chance to kind of keep up with the Stars at all this season as far as the record and the play goes? Oh, man, I... uh you know, when I when I get away from the rink, I try to step away from hockey. Um, and if mm-hmm. I do turn it on, I tune in to a little bit of the Stars and and mostly the Flyers. And both of them are just big headaches and big heartaches. So I've kind of yep, I've kind of I've kind of shut off the NHL for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I you know they're they're all they're all over the place right now. I think since after their little uh, cup run in the bubble, mm-hmm. like yep. it's just it's just been a massive shit show, and yep, you know, yeah, we haven't quite made it to the uh, we haven't quite made it to the flyer status of putting the uh, the bags on the heads 
of all of the uh, Instagram and Facebook profiles, which, by the way, since that happened, 3-0, and the Flyers pulled out the win tonight uh, against the Devils in a pretty convincing way. So they're, maybe keep the bags on. That's a good look. It's only crazy yeah, if it doesn't I mean, work right. Yeah, I know. It's like all of my teams, even I'm, I'm a youth coach for the Nashville Predators in the summer since I moved to Nashville last summer. And man, mm-hmm. they're not doing so hot either. So all of all the teams I like and follow are just struggle bus <laughs> right now. Just struggle bus. Yeah, we're doing well, we're uh, doing well down here in Pensacola, though. Hey, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that real quick before we wrap things up. How, how are things going with you uh, and with the uh, the ice flyers? Oh man, things are great. We just got we just got done in Quad City. Uh, took two of three. Uh, one uh, one game in overtime. One game in a shootout. Um, we've had some injury problems, but man, this this where we got a young team and we're good. We're good. The only team we can't get past is the number one team in the league, and we've already played them like six times. We got them nine more times <laughs> this year. We got to find a way to get over Huntsville. <laughs> Uh, how many so how many games you go into an nhl season you know as far as nhl fans that are listening they know it's the standard 82 game season uh in in the uh in the league and in basically most minor leagues it's it's pretty standard as well is it the same in the uh, sphl as far as games played is it at 82 or is it right around there we're at uh 58 so okay um the way the all the hockey leagues work on a normal year um the nhl starts right and then after their training camps the ahl starts their training camps and after the ahl training camps east coast starts and after the east coast the sp and then the federal after that and it's just this trickle down effect um and then usually they start ending the same way like the federal end and then the sp will end and then the coast and the ahl so like um we play 58 games i think the federal plays 56 mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure how many the coast plays but yeah the higher you go the more games you play because the longer the season is but they try to end the seasons kind of in that pyramid par- pattern yeah okay i, guess I never okay. really put that together like how that works out like that I never really call it trickle down effect and then trickle. Yeah. It's it's just it's a wavelength, man. It's there's a lot of yeah, movement. It's like, it's like a weird stagger. Uh, well, I know that I would be remiss, uh, mostly one because I say that in almost every episode that we record now is I would be remiss, uh, and two, you're a Texas boy, but you're living up in Nashville right now, uh, so I have to make you a little bit hungry. Uh, what is your go-to order at Whataburger? Because oh. I feel like we can confidently ask you that being born and raised Boy. in Texas. Boys, I, I, I strategically picked out my apartment. It's a, there's a Whataburger opening up literally a f- th- two minute walking distance from my apartment. <laughs> As soon as the season is over, and we got a Whataburger down here, like this, we got a Whataburger here in uh, Pensacola Beach. That's the closest fast food restaurant to us. So I'm I'm a regular. I feel back at home. But my go-to lately has been that uh, green green chili bacon burger. Oh man, you cannot go wrong. Yeah, 
No, I just I wish they'd bring back the Dr Pepper shake. <laughs> you gotta get that I think Dr. it's Pepper I think it's out. regional. I think it's regional because I know some places down yeah, here that dude. will have it. Then in like up in maybe where you're at, it's a different flavor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's I don't it's, know. I think I think we got chocolate mint here, which isn't bad. That's what but it like, is. Yeah, that's what we got Dr Pepper mint. shake. That Dr yeah. Pepper shake is unbelievable. Not so great on the. On the body in the bag skates, but <laughs> man, it's so worth it. It's kind of I gotta put man. you guys on it, man. When you get a get a side of their cream gravy to dip your fries in, and it's a game changer too. Oh, absolutely! God, the cream. That's, that's, uh, that's people that's sleep on cream. People sleep on the cream gravy as a condiment outside of the state just, of Texas. I feel. I just I just get weirded out because anywhere outside of the state of Texas, they ask you if you want brown or white gravy, and I'm like sitting there, it's like, what's white gravy? <laughs> I don't, all I know it as is cream gravy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it's> crazy. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you said that because we've got we've had a lot of guests on, and their go to is automatically in and out, and it's just heartbreaking. Oh god, oh, devastating. God. Yeah, you get it. You get it. Is. Uh, I was so in, okay, I, was I guess. Frisco. Yeah, I was in Frisco I, when that first in and out opened up, and I just nah, not a. It's not a nut house. It's a nut house. What a burger to die. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. As it is written. Well, uh, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for, for jumping on and chatting with us. Uh, do you have any parting words? Is there anything you want to share with everyone that's listening and tuning in? Uh, man, just I, I appreciate what you guys do. Um, I appreciate the love for Texas hockey. Uh, and trying to spread the word and keeping the game growing in the state. Um, in the dying years it has had, I've seen the downfall of, you know, multiple travel organizations. Um, youth wise, I've seen the downfall of beer leagues, you know, collapsing because they can't find enough teams. Right. Um, I just appreciate you guys and what you guys do. And I'm thankful you guys asked me to come on here and uh, speak a little bit about, hockey and um, try to show some kids that you know even if you don't make it to the nhl you can still make a life with the game yep. and have some fun with it so Absolutely. thank you guys well yeah no thank you again for the time and, and then we will definitely uh keep in touch and, and get you back on and you know hopefully you'll end up back here in texas in some way shape or form with the game and you know whether it be in a coaching platform or if there's a team that ends up landing down here you know yeah, there's Man, there's would, some would, stuff turning. We'd love it. So it's my dream to play pro hockey in the state of Texas. So we're working towards it. We're we're trying to get there. But man, next time next time I'm in the Dallas area, I'm gonna be coming to knock on your door for some of that. Uh, what a hockey beer! Yes, absolutely. We'll save you a couple bottles, absolutely for yes. sure. And uh, we'll put in a good word for you with our friends over at the uh, Allen Americans. You know, we've I feel like we've 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 got some good connections over there. We'll we'll tell them your lights out the lights out yeah. defenseman. <laughs> I'm trying. That. I'm trying to prove myself. Just hired a new agent. Maybe he can make a call too. There you go. That, that hey, was great. This guy is set. You need you to, need you to go look. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Hey, go look. He's, at got, he's got a big. He's, he's got a big orange beard. He's ugly as yeah. hell. Give him a shot. <laughs> This guy's a this guy's a marketing dream. Bring him in, guaranteed. But oh, awesome. Man. Well, we do Maybe have a. Day. I don't say Patty's day. 
Yeah, yeah he, 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 he spot. Yeah, yeah, we got you. We got you a spot for that. Uh, well, we've got one more. Uh, we usually have a Razorism of the week. Obviously, Razor uh, Daryl Razor Ray of the Dallas Stars is one of, if not the greatest, play-by-play uh, announcer in hockey right now. Uh, but there was another play-by-play this past weekend that we got to uh, capture a little bit of as the Stars play the LA Kings. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this play-by-play announcer. His name is uh, Snoop Dogg. So, Patrick, go ahead and drop that, and we'll call that one. We'll call this one an episode right after. This is Snoop's official sign-off. Yep. Snoop, it was a pleasure as always. We hope you enjoyed it down ice side in that Zamboni corner. Hey, man, it's always a treat when players meet. Thank y'all for having me. Anytime y'all want the deal, double G to show up, I'm going to show up and show out. You did. <laughs> First period comes to a close. I just love that whoever was announcing that game was just like, well, all right. See you later. <laughs> Doesn't know how to react to that. <laughs> yep, Big gulps, well. huh? Well, gulps, see you later. See you later. <laughs> all right. See you later. Uh, well, one last question for oh oh yeah Sorry, no no Fink, I think no no, no. On the same page no I was I was gonna do it so take it away. One last thing to put you on the spot. What's your sign off at the end of the episode? We heard Snoops. Let's uh let's hear yours. We heard Snoops. We all have our own. What's yours? Oh man, uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. I might get in trouble for this one, but fuck your life, Bing Bong. <laughs> yes, oh, God. Yes, yes. That is so topical. Fink has been on that train <laughs> yes. so hard. Yes, that's how I started the episode last week. <laughs> beans yeah, rice was. jesus beans rice jesus christ <laughs> oh man all right patrick let her rip stay sassy that's all there is <laughs> and you guys stay moist man stay i moist. love that stay moist doesn't trigger the same reaction that bing bong does but nope. no matter what for any reason no matter what uh byron is in the office don't forget your kermit tattoos <laughs>